1: that it is time for faith and life to connect here on rise fm and on the podcast network at RiseFMOhio.com. however you have found us thank you this is the session i'm scott here with tom from heritage christian counseling ministries and we're going to embark in a couple for the next couple three weeks on different parenting strategies when it comes to certain children in the family that's right and i am a i am just a parent of one so many of you would say i wasn't really a parent and you however have five four four, four. it felt like five <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so today we're going to talk about the middle child. That's right. I, and I think this is going to be fascinating. But before we dive into the middle child, let's dive into God's Word, Tom. And Scott, out of Mark
0: 10, verses 13 to 16, people were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. I thought it was really interesting that the disciples wanted to rebuke or to to stop the little children from coming to Jesus.
1: I can almost see the picture, too. You see these families coming up and these kids going, Jesus! Yeah. And Peter going, now go play with your blocks. He doesn't have time for kids. <laughs> yes. And Jesus yeah. kind of going, oh, the headache, Peter. <laughs> when will you ever understand? <laughs> when will you ever get it? And he did eventually. We all do eventually. Yeah, that's right. All right, so we're going to dive in today to the middle child and— there are five characteristics that you list for us here.
0: Yeah, and Scott, the first one is they're peacemakers and pleasers. They're
1: competitive. Well, they almost have to be. You, yeah. You've got to fight just to be recognized.
0: And to get enough
1: to eat at the dinner table, too.
0: <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that middle child. I, they want. That's why they're so skinny. That's right. <laughs> And so they try to fit in, which is true. It's been interesting in some of the things we've done as a family. When we've recorded stuff for the show, our middle child, Jason, would tend to try to fit in in places. But between his younger sister and his older brother, he didn't oftentimes get a word in edgewise. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they're independent and they focus on friendships. To this day... Jason has friends that he made in junior high here at Mansfield Christian. Oh, wow. And they still say connected. That's neat. Yeah. So they act out to get attention. Uh, Maybe to a degree. I think more so uh,
1: Mandy made sure he acted out. (laughs) (laughs) See, that to me kind of. Conflicts with their independent and focused on friendships. All right. If they have these great relationships, why would they need to act out? I'm, I'm having a hard time putting those together. Well, because the where they developed the friendships
0: were out of the house. They were with friends that were not their siblings, basically. However, I, I have to say I'll always remember one of my favorite parenting memories was I taught our oldest son and Jason how to manage each other treat each other like friends. If you wouldn't, in your decision making then, if you wouldn't do it to a friend at school, you probably don't want to do it to your brother. If you would do it with a friend at school, you probably want to do it with your, they bought into it. It (laughs) And how did it work? It works
1: very well. And to this day, they are really good friends. And so speaking of middle children, you have one, and we've already referred to Jason. And uh, you took, I just really appreciate how open you are with your kids on the session. You texted Jason and said, hey, we're going to talk about this on the session. As a middle child in this family, would you have any input? Yes. (laughs) To which he said. (laughs) Uh, This is good. Hey, Dad, that's a fun topic. I can't say I have done a ton of
0: reflecting on this. I guess from my recollection, I kind of floated along without causing too much trouble or making too many demands. And in other words, I was easy and perfect. (laughs) But my siblings were clearly not. (laughs) I wouldn't say being a middle child is a a big part of my identity, but maybe my sense of identity isn't super strong because I don't have the oldest or youngest aspect to latch on to. Now, how old is
1: Jason now? He just turned 40. Oh, wow. All right. Some other characteristics of a middle child, and and this kind of came out, I think, in what Jason just said, not as family-oriented as their siblings. They may have a stronger sense of not belonging than their siblings. Jason, then when he branched off on his
0: own and and we launched him into life, he had a great concept of family, and he married a, a young lady, a wonderful Person inside and out, beautiful both in and out. She bought and she was on board. She wanted the same thing. Their family is a high priority, as as most are. But their decision making, as how they have managed their children, are awesome. And believe it or not, our grandson Sam is a middle child. <laughs> their middle child. They have three. Okay, and, and is he surrounded by two girls?
1: He is. Oh, bless his heart. That's right. Poor thing. (laughs) He doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. (laughs) Run, Sam, run. (laughs) It's true.
0: And so sometimes Jason and Sam will do special things together, Yeah, which is really wonderful. It shows how he's focusing on his family.
1: We talk a lot about the daddy-daughter date. Right. But that dad and son, the Mm father-son, you don't want to call it a date. But their time together really has just an equal importance to the daddy-daughter dates, too. Yes. So we're talking about the middle child today on the session. And another characteristic you list here is that they're feeling overshadowed. They come to believe that their parents don't care about them. Is it just because they're the middle and there's so many? Well, you know, that once was said
0: that there's peer pressure, but there's also peer priority i have heard that somewhere before (laughs) and i think this is a case of that scott where their peers their siblings are a priority so as they're watching the attention go to the younger one and the older one well it it, kind of feels like that that they are it, we're meeting the the needs of, of that which is happening before our eyes. You know, it's the squeaky
1: wheel against the oil. I find this next one interesting too, Tom. They're mobile. They're yeah. often the first sibling to move out of the house. What I do remember the most
0: is it was more emotional for his mom and I when Jason moved out because he went to Gordon College and I can still close my eyes and picture that last moment where we were in the middle of the courtyard together, huddled together, crying and praying, and knowing we were gonna say goodbye to him. And I I think about it because it was at least 11 hours away for us to be able to help him if we needed it. And inside he's thinking, Mom, what what in the name of heaven on earth are you worried about? I'm gonna be fine. (laughs) And he was. Did we ever share with you why he picked Gordon? Because it was the farthest away? Well, almost. Yeah, almost. <laughs> he, he he tells me, Dad, there's three criteria I was looking for in a school. It was close to the water. It was a Christian school where he could play basketball. And so, okay, great. And he says, Dad, that means Gordon. Well, all right. Wait a minute. Play. What was the third one?
1: Where he could play basketball. Okay, basketball, water,
0: and a Christian
1: school. And a Christian school. Okay. I was waiting for you to say, in the girl, and there's got to be a higher ratio of girls. Well,
0: that then it was after <laughs> oh. he was... There's <laughs> and, the rest of the story yeah, comes enrolled. out. Yeah, He goes, oh, Dad, it was one I forgot. I said, what's that? He says, there's four girls for every one guy. And, uh, <laughs> I get it now. And is that where he met his wife? He did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And she's from Minnesota. She's an incredible young lady. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: All right. So we're talking about the middle child and... Do you think the reason they, are, they could be the first to move out of the house is because, we mentioned earlier, they're independents? Right. They they just find that they need to fend for themselves, so the best way to do that is to go ahead and get started and get out? Yeah, they were taking care of themselves and managing themselves already, yeah. So they're the most comfortable with doing that. Right. Okay, now this one I'm, I'm putting myself out there a little uh. bit, and Jason, if you want to come and... <laughs> beat on me that's fine this other characteristic is they are not perfectionists now what does this mean before i throw my comment in
0: well that's right they are not the neatest people you know it doesn't have to be perfect it just has to be done and jason might have gotten that from me some so does that mean that middle children are slobs well, it could be, but let me tell you this story, Scott. Too. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. So when Jason moved into the dorm in at Gordon, and Mom and I helped him, and you know, we had these garbage bags full of his clothes and other things, and so we're in in his room, and the dresser's like directly in front of me by about four feet, and Jason's standing to my left, and I pull out these jeans out of the, the bag. And I looked at him and I threw them intentionally, missing the dresser to the right by about a foot and a half and they hit the floor <laughs> and they're laying there. I look at him and he goes, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> I said, just like at home, you'll really be secure.
1: <laughs> you should be fine. Yeah. All right, so their are personality traits of this middle child, what are we looking at here? And the middle child is often a
0: people pleaser. Due to the lack of attention they get compared to other siblings and younger siblings. So you might be a people pleaser if Okay. You want to avoid conflict. Makes sense. Yeah. Remember they're getting it from both. Right, they're getting it from the older and the younger. younger. That's right. You fear rejection. You fear disappointing others, which he you know, the middle child they want it because they they don't have some of the close connections, so if they cause a problem, they're going to lose what friends they do have. Right. So that's important. You want something in return. Well, you know, I, God created us, Scott, with a, a built-in desire to be accepted and approved of, and it only comes, it only comes from Him that will ever be fulfilled. They call it the God-shaped vacuum in us. If we don't feel that acceptance and approval from him and relationship with him, it may never come. That's really powerful. You want others to be nice to you. Oh, well, yeah. I think they were 23 and 25 when Jason and Manny were nice to each other. No, it wasn't Lorraine and I
1: are three years apart. I'm 63. She's 60. And we still are. <laughs> and to this day, hugs do not exist. Mm. I can get, I can get an o- around the shoulder. Okay. But if I try anything more, I'm usually going to get a shot in the ribs. Oh, my gosh. Wow. To this day. Wow. How, that's amazing. Well, we we had some adventures as children. It sounds like yeah, it. Yeah, well, I was a spoiled mama's boy and uh-huh. it probably was taken out on her more than it should have been. Okay, so yeah. let's see. What did the last couple of people-pleaser things? So you want others to be nice to you, right? Right. You, you want to fit in. Right. That's because that's going to help you get some friends. And, uh, and you don't mind if you're accepted by the older Friends, right. From your older sibling, and meanwhile, you're. I, I could just see Dave. Would you go away and leave us alone? Let us play some hoops.
0: Yes, that really spoke to my childhood. Although I wasn't the middle, I was the youngest. But our older sister, she was out of the house by ten years by the time my brother and I had, could get in trouble, <laughs> which we did plenty of. <laughs> but that's what I would hear from him too. Yeah. It's like, would you leave me alone? Yeah. Well. Now, I think a number of years ago, Jason, our middle child, was able to take on his older brother one-on-one on the basketball court and win. And that shot up a whole lot of trash talking.
1: <laughs> I take it that didn't happen very often yeah. in their and, younger days.
0: It, 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 it didn't. <laughs> so now David wants to recruit him to play if they if they have Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, being influenced by others— I think that's true, but one of the things we'll always be thankful for with our middle child was he was influenced by uh, people in the church and believers, and they have a strong Christian family today. Genuinely compassionate. Oh, yeah. I think that shows with his children and his wife. Yeah. See, I see, a,
1: I see these, Tom, as I'm looking at these, and I'm looking at it from the perspective of a, of the oldest. I see a lot of those in me as the oldest. Except okay. as it applied to Lorraine. Okay. The sister was a whole other Well, there's a no reason but... behind that. Oh, yeah?
0: Well, yeah, because in birth order, it also can take the form of the oldest of each uh, gender is like the oldest. Okay. So even though you were the oldest, she was the... Oldest girl. Right. Well, no wonder we butted heads so much. That's right. Rightfully so. You
1: earned it. <laughs> Uh, Okay, uh, let's go with that, yeah. (laughs) All right, right. so what is the psychology, and this is your question, not mine, because I'm not this bright. What is the psychology behind the middle child? Well,
0: well, Scott, since they're given a level of independence, they can end up developing an initiative and creativity that can be very productive in life. Research has found that children also become more sociable and outgoing since they learn to assert themselves and speak their mind. Well, you know, our middle child has held some pretty high positions between Apple, Pandora, Spotify. Yeah. He's held some team leadership positions. So he has asserted himself well, and he does speak his mind. And the neat part is those folks believe him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which Mandy finds very entertaining. Yeah, that's yes. right. <laughs> yeah,
0: and so being, they have a high percentage chance of being well adjusted, is the other psychology in it, and they have. and And our God has truly
1: blessed Jason's family. It's just so wonderful to see. So you can kind of tell we're celebrating the middle child today, and and talking about them here on the session. The last thing we want to talk about as we wrap things up today, Tom, is I didn't some I didn't know existed the middle child syndrome. That's right. Okay, so are we what are we talking about here? Something they need treatment for? Or the, does Jason need to come back and talk to you? or? What? Well, yeah, right. <laughs> well, Scott, let's un- unpack it first. So many experts study the personality
0: believe that your family's birth order plays a role in your development. It really does play a major role in whether or not you are tentative or not, assertive or not, leadership or not definitely, they see middle child syndrome as the idea that you're neither the oldest nor the youngest, you get less attention from parents and feel caught in the middle. So here's that peer priority again, as they sit back and they watch their peers get the attention and some needs met that theirs are not being met. So that's when, if, if it's not managed well, could lead to a degree of depression, it could also have an impact on their self-concept. I'm not important. And so that would be something they'd have to work through, and that's when it turns into the syndrome. The
1: syndrome. Okay. Well, and I might I put a note here, you know, that this it seems to make sense because you want to find a way to be noticed. Yeah. And you want to do that. Now, I'm going to wrap up with the one rabbit hole we're going to go down. I've All saved right. it for the end. Okay. Actually it just kind of struck me as we were sitting here the last couple of minutes. Is there a difference that maybe you've noticed over the years, either just with Jason and you and Kathy, or in session with folks, for the way a father handles a middle child from the way a mother handles a middle child?
0: Well, yeah, that's true. There are several factors that come into play there. For for one, it's a gender difference. It's mom versus dad. Moms can be more nurturing, usually. Dads are like, just knock it off and get, <laughs> you're not ble- it. You're not bleeding. Get over it. Yeah, that's right. And go on. <laughs> But then also, if that's part of it, I think we also want to say, or the birth order, again, comes into play. If one of your parents were a middle child and maybe they they were more nurturing, that's important. But if they were uh, an oldest, maybe they're not as nurturing.
1: They have... Higher expectations. <laughs> yes, it, uh, does it matter at all if the middle child is a son or a daughter as far as how the parent interacts?
0: Well, again, if you take a son, and he may react more so or interact more so with mom in a way, which, believe it or not, some research would suggest that will help him as he begins to interact with a wife someday. But then also... If dad is nurturing, that will help him in a lot of ways. Um, Dr. John Trent and Gary Smalley wrote The Gift of the Blessing that really talks about the role of dads. And when dads get those right, whether regardless of where they are in the birth order, there's like five major blessings that should be done. When those are right, children, one of the five is being launched into life with success and confidence that you can be
1: very productive and successful. And you mentioned a key word for us there, which means in order for them to be launched into life with success, there has to be some celebration of success. Absolutely. In their yeah. growing up time. Yes. And is that something the middle child kind of has to maybe push for because they feel like they're overlooked? When you
0: put it, parents on your radar, that they tend to back up and not push forward. To celebrate them becomes even more powerful. And and you know, growing up with ours, when we would go around the table and honor each one of our children, that was one way we made sure that our middle child did get the blessing. Our children had to learn how to do it first though. It's all, always giggle about <laughs> Well, that's
1: what that was part of the fun of the dinner table for you though, because yeah. you taught them to do that. Yeah. And now they can, they're can. they probably doing it with their kids. And
0: that's what's so neat. It, that That's so
1: exciting to me to see
0: the things that our children are doing with their children that they experienced growing up.
1: Yeah. And that yeah. really is at the heart of heritage is what are we doing for the next generation. Absolutely. How can we bring up the next generation? And you've done that through your own family. So rock mm. on, Garth. I mean, nicely, uh-huh. nicely done. Praise the Lord. One last thing I want to share today. And that is, you're sitting here thinking, well, gee, why don't we, I wish you guys would talk about the oldest child or Mm. whatever. Right. If you've got an idea for a topic for us to discuss, whether it's a a faith topic or a family topic or uh, a mental health issue that you'd like us to talk about, like schizophrenia, or you want to get into more detail like that, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We just kind of muddle along and go have lunch and say, "What do you want to talk about?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's how we come up with these shows. There's no real scientific mm-hmm. process to this. <laughs> and if you've got something you'd like us to cover, please let us that's know. Right. Uh, you can email me, and then I, Tom, and I will sit down and talk about it. It's Scott at RiseFMOhio. dot com, or if you want to just text me, you know, it's kind of just like the morning mind bender with Angie four one nine seven seven four. Ninety-eight sixty-two, and you know, we'll sit down and talk about it. And see how we can make it work. That's so, right. So as we head out the door today, Tom, if there are folks that are, you know, in those middle, maybe you're a middle child, right? And you have struggled with attention or feeling overlooked by your parents, and maybe you were, right? And deal look, dealing with that is going to be hard, and it's going to get harder as you go along and get older. You know, maybe sitting down with a, a counselor like Tom could be a good idea. How can they get hold of you to chat? Well, and Scott, I can reach at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com.